For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, welcome in to the Believe in the Cowboys podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. Dallas's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in Dallas and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? Please like and subscribe. It is draft week, everybody. We've got two days until the draft, and I've spent uh, on my uh, real job on Sikkim365.com. This is also part of my real job, but on Sikkim365.com, we have interviewed tons. David Smoke, Craig Smoke, and I of Cowboys, ex-Cowboys, Cowboy experts, Cowboy beat writers, and I have compiled a list of opinions, a, a bunch of different things that you'll hear later on this show uh, from different people. Mickey Spagnola, DallasCowboys.com, John Machota, The Athletic, Eric Galco, Optimum Scouting, and the legendary Gil Brandt, the man who essentially invented the NFL draft uh, on his thoughts on the Cowboys and what they should do at 17 and maybe even on 51 in the first and second rounds. But let's talk draft real quick here. Pick number 17 for the Cowboys. It's a hard place to peg. It's even harder now that they don't have visits. They've had all these phone calls and all those different things or Zoom calls, whatever they've had. But 17 is a hard place to peg because you have no idea what's going to be there. My thoughts are because the wide receiver list is so deep in this draft you don't go wide receiver at 17 you can get a better one probably in the third round and we'll talk with John Machota about that later I think they have to address the defensive line and the secondary who is the starting defensive end opposite Demarcus Lawrence right now we don't know we have no idea could be Tyrone Crawford could be Dorrance Armstrong could be Randy Gregory or Alden Smith, but they're not even reinstated yet. So that's all still up in the air. They still have to apply for reinstatement, even though their suspensions could possibly get lifted. And for Randy Gregory in particular, what he did is no longer illegal, but they still have to, in the league's eyes, they still have to go through the process. So there's so much to get done to even know about the defensive end spot. And Randy Gregory and Alden Smith should be considered you know, bonuses if they get anything out of them at all. So I didn't even consider them part of the roster really until we see them in training camp playing and with the team reinstated in the league and who knows how, how those will work out. So defensive line and opposite Demarcus Lawrence, Calavion chase on. I like that one a lot from LSU. That would be a good pick. Or if you get into the secondary, which they definitely need depth in the secondary. Xavier McKinney, Grant Delpit, Christian Fulton. Maybe that one could be later. Maybe that's a second-round pick. I don't know. Or C.J. Henderson from Florida, who might be scooting up the board and might be gone before 17. And who knows? They could trade back and get maybe another 
day two pick because they need a lot on that defense. They really do if they're going to have a chance to really make a deep run in the playoffs. All right, now to our guests, which there are several. I'm just going to lead off with the heaviest hitter. I asked on Sikkim 365 Radio, Gil Brandt, Hall of Famer, the man who built America's team, now with NFL.com, and still probably the best person you can ever talk to about the draft in the legendary Gil Brandt, what the Cowboys should do at 17 and at 51. Gil, the Cowboys uh, have had an interesting free agency period. They've they've spent a lot on defense. Obviously got Amari Cooper locked up. They've got Dak under the franchise tag, and that'll probably happen eventually on a long-term deal. What do you think their focus needs to be at 17 and then again at 51? What what do the first two picks really need to be for them? Well, I I think number one is that uh, you have to probably find a corner. Uh, And uh, I think that's the number one uh, part uh, for your football team because of the fact that you lost James, uh, who is is an uh, all-pro-bowl corner. Uh, So I think that would be the number one thing. If there's a center, if there's a center, and he's not, you're not, passing up better players for him. I think maybe the best thing they could do uh, would be to take a center on the first round. And, and, when, and when, you, when you ask about centers, uh, there's some pretty good centers in this draft. The Ruiz uh, from Michigan is a very good center. The guy I like a lot is Hennessy of, of Temple, who I think is a pretty good center. And, and if you like short centers, six foot one inch tall centers, but very good with not real good body, the guy named Harris of, of Washington is a good center, but he'll be available later on, maybe in the fourth or fifth round. So there you have Gil Brandt's opinion. They need to address cornerback first. That's what he thinks. And you know, I'm not going to debate him on that at all. He also mentioned center, a position they need to address because Travis Frederick has retired. Now, Connor McGovern, they drafted him. That probably pushes that need back later because they picked Connor McGovern last year and they have Joe Looney and they have that position kind of covered when it comes to who can do what when right now. They don't have starters at certain positions. They have a starter at center if they need one in Joe Looney or possibly Connor McGovern or maybe even Connor Williams and McGovern plays guard. There's a lot of different things that they could do at center. But you heard him mention that. But later on, they could probably find a center if they want one. And offensive player in the first three rounds, that one that one would surprise me unless somebody really that they had high up on their board fell to them. Another person we talked to was Eric Galco of Optimum Scouting. He was recently the head of scouting for the XFL, unfortunately now uh, defunct in the XFL. But Eric Galco, one of the best people you can talk to about the draft when it comes down to breaking down X's and O's and what that means for teams in the draft. He just full in-depth, Optimum Scouting, absolutely look him up online Great information from Optimum Scouting and Eric Galco. Here's what he said the Cowboys need to do 
at 17 and perhaps 51. Where do you see the Cowboys going at 17? Uh, and then maybe, you know, what they do at 17, what do you think they do at 51? Yeah, I think they want to go defense for sure with, with likely both picks, uh, which kind of center me in the wild card there with Cesar Ruiz. And I think they, they've got some day two options, but really not a strong interior line class. And I would guess that if the Cowboys do move back from 17, I think they want to add another day two pick to maybe throw two darts at, uh, at interior O-line on, on day two of the draft. But I would say right now, if they, they put uh, Chase on from, from LSU or Xavier McKinley, the safety from Alabama make a lot of sense. Uh, they've got talent at both those positions. But I think long-term, they're looking for some stability there. I don't really think linebacker is going to be the pick at 17. Again, if they trade back, a lot of things are in play at that point because they'll have more depth. But I they want to address linebacker somewhere in late day two, early day three to bring in competition. But I'd say pass rusher and safety are their two biggest spots they want to emphasize on day one and day two of the draft. So there you hear center again. That's brought up one more time. It's going to be in there. They're, they're, they're probably going to have to address it because they don't have Travis Frederick. And as good as Travis Frederick was, you know, there's going to be a drop off to Joe Looney, even though he was completely capable and, is Joe Looney, Looney your long-term answer at center? Maybe, maybe not, considering he's been a backup offensive lineman for most of his career, but did start the entire season when Travis Frederick was out in 2018. So it's something that keeps coming up and keeps coming up, but you hear that defensive back, defensive end, that's what the Cowboys need to focus on early on in the draft. Now, also every week on Sikkim 365 Radio, we talk to Mickey Spagnola, DallasCowboys.com, and he broke down just, I'll just tease this bit of saying, he broke down pretty much every need that they would have, why they would need it, and center, defensive end, cornerback, wide receiver, all come up right here. Well, to me, uh, one of the things they need to stabilize is that other defensive end spot. Because uh, if you look at uh, the personnel there, not named Demarcus Lawrence, uh, the group that played last year that's still on the team, meaning there's no Robert Quinn, uh, that group of four totaled two sacks last year. Two. So to me, there's no clear-cut starter there. And I know you can have a fallback on Tyrone Crawford, but he's not a three-down defensive end. And who knows? They might still want him playing inside. Uh, so, to me, uh, looking at that position right there, uh, if you had to start tomorrow, I, I think you'd be somewhat lacking at, at the defensive end spot. I know a lot of people want to point out cornerback, but at least they've got three guys on the team that have played, that have started with Chudabe Awuzie, Anthony Brown, and Jordan Lewis. You can go to work. Uh, you know, you might want better, but you can go to work. Uh, I think the other thing, at some point in the draft, you don't have a Pro Bowl center anymore. Uh, and, and you know, Joe Looney's a nice backup, a, a nice fill-in, but I don't, wanna, I don't think you want to sink your teeth in to him and – who do you have on the team right now that's going to challenge him? You know, I, I, I keep hearing people mention Connor McGovern, their third-round draft choice, who didn't play any football last year, by the way. 
the last time he played center was at Penn State in 2017. That's a long time away. And, and to think that maybe this guy's going to impress you to the point that he's going to take the place of a five-time Pro Bowl center, uh, you, you might want to cover your bases there with a guy that might have played center last year. Um, uh, so that that's the consideration. Uh, you still don't have uh, a, a bona fide third receiver somewhere along the line. I, I would imagine they're going to draft one. Uh, you know, the, the, you got to replace 58 catches and almost 900 yards that Randall Cobb had last year. And there's no one on the team that's uh, a, a, you know, Cedric Wilson kind of a guy that can play in the slot. Uh, but I don't know that he's perfect there. Uh, so you need something there. And, oh, by the way, you don't have a bona fide backup offensive tackle either. So, you know, I, I keep telling folks, and I probably told you, and you guys are probably tired of hearing it, but I'm, I'm here in my kind of upstairs cave, uh, and I got a dartboard on the wall. And I was thinking I should replace the numbers with a position. And you throw a dart, whatever they hit, whatever I hit, the Cowboys probably need it. <laughs> so there you have that breakdown from Mickey Spagnola. So many different things. They've got to get a third wide receiver. I think that probably happens uh, at best in the third round, but probably in the fourth. This is a really deep wide receiver class, and you're not talking about a starting wide receiver. Well, I guess you are in today's football, but you're not talking about a top two wide receiver. You've got Amari Cooper. You've got Michael Gallup. That's a pretty solid one-two punch there, but you do need a third wide receiver because right now it's Cedric Wilson or Devin Smith. I mean, there's there's not a whole lot of options on the roster at the wide receiver position that you would say, well, that's a third wide receiver for sure. And of course, they could go back into the free agency pool if they really feel like it and grab someone that they need. But filling the loss of Randall Cobb, a big job that they're going to have to do. And Cobb is off to Houston, so they don't have him anymore. But center, defensive end, secondary. And, and of course, you know, tight end is, is going to be uh, a bit of an issue. Now, uh, I've got four different bites here from John Machota of The Athletic, a good friend of mine. And the first thing I asked him about was one of the more peculiar calls the Cowboys had when their list of calls came out to the prospective prospects that you get 25 or 30 or whatever it is. And one of them was Jalen hurts and how that may affect how they're leaning towards in the draft, Oklahoma quarterback, Jalen hurts. I don't think that he's realistically going to get picked, but he's very similar to Dak Prescott. So if you're going to bring him in as a backup, maybe I, I could see that, but here are John's thoughts on that call. Plus what he thinks they should be really doing and you'll see a common theme arising. You've seen all their official calls and all that. What is what does that make you think about where they're leaning, particularly the fact that Jalen Hurts was included on that? That it, that one was the most interesting to me. Um, you know, to get Jalen Hurts, I think you got to do it probably in the third round. I, I just don't see with all the other holes they have that they would take a quarterback in the third round. But uh, it was intriguing. Um, but I go into this draft thinking that, there's just so much that needs to be done on that defense that I would be surprised if on their first three picks, one isn't a, a defensive end or edge rusher and the other one isn't a corner or safety. I just, they need so much help on that side of the ball. Uh, I just can't see them really even going offense, let alone quarterback. 
uh, early in this draft at, at, at any point. And so uh, while it's intriguing to have a Jalen Hurts on there, I think the focus needs to be more towards guys like LSU edge rusher Caleb on Chason and, and Florida corner C.J. Henderson and, and the possibility of one of them being there at 17. So I'm curious, based especially on what Gil Brandt told us and the absence of Travis Frederick, how early the Cowboys would draft a center. And given the fact that they have some of those guys on the roster, John agrees with me that probably not in the first three rounds. If they didn't draft Connor McGovern last year in the third round, I would say in the first three rounds, center would be in play for sure. Um, but because of McGovern and then bringing back, like you mentioned, Looney, a guy that they already know can play an, an entire season and start for you if needed. And then they also have Adam Redman as a guy that they like who just hasn't gotten a lot of playing time because, you know, they've had Travis Frederick on the roster, obviously. So I, I don't see it being a very high pick. Um, I, I, I just, again, I just it keeps coming back to the defense for me. I'll, I'm going to be surprised if they take an offensive player in the first three rounds. I really will. So based on all that we've just asked him, what does he think the Cowboys need to do? And who are the players that will be there given various scenarios at 17 and at 51? You know, as much as this team seems to neglect the safety position, Xavier McKinney from Alabama is, is really interesting uh, to me just because he's a guy that uh, he could come in and he could, he could start at safety right now and you'd have a guy that if they took him, I don't think they would take him at 17, but he, he's intriguing to me if they potentially traded back. Because let's say if I've, at 17, C.J. Henderson and Caleb on Chase are, are, are by far the two guys that I would like the most there, and I think that they do as well. But if neither of them are there, maybe they look to move back uh, you know, four or five spots. Then that's where McKinney comes into play. Grant Delp at the safety from LSU. Um, you know, guys like that then. Or the other corners. There's other – it seems like it seems like the number one corner is uh, Jeffrey Okuda from Ohio State. He's going to go top five. And then C.J. Henderson seems like he's gained a lot of steam. He's the clear-cut number two. He'll go somewhere between probably 10 and 17. And then the next guys are like Trayvon Diggs, the big corner out of, out of Alabama, who's Stephon Diggs' brother. He, he'd be intriguing for me, too, there, anywhere in, if they move back a little bit uh, from 17. you know. And then early in the second round, like I mentioned, or in the second round, they got pick 51. The Curtis Weaver kid from, from Boise State, he doesn't really wow you with his pass-breaking moves, but he was really productive, and he's a guy that, Obviously, the Cowboys love Boise State players, so I, I can see them being intrigued by him. Um, I'm always, I always say this guy's name wrong, but Penn State edge rusher, I think it's Yatour uh, Grados. I can't even say his name right now. But yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I just did a mock draft, and I had him go into the Cowboys in the second round, and he's the guy that they've, that they've met with, um, an edge rusher out of Penn State. Um, so really, I mean, it's like anybody in those in those positions are the ones that I think make the most sense and they would be intriguing. I know people are in love with these wide receivers and they'd love to see a CD, CD Lamb or Jerry Judy fall to him at 17. I just don't think that's realistic. And then with all the other needs they have, I just don't think it makes a ton of sense for them to, to draft a receiver in the first round. The connection to what you mentioned with uh, Chase on, his father, Kelvin, who was killed back in 2014 at a very young age that's that's a Baylor legacy that uh, was a heck of a player so my thought is that given all that we've heard and everything if they draft an offensive player in the first three rounds it would probably be wide receiver or tight end here are John Machota and once again of the athletics thoughts on that yeah, it would. It would that's, it's got to be one of those. I would say that it would probably be wide receiver. I'd lean towards that just because I think the wide receiver class is 
if not the deepest, one of the deepest positions in this draft. And so I think there's a lot of options there that I could see potentially maybe in the third round. It's kind of like a Michael Gallup situation where they see a guy that they're like, man, we had this guy as a second round grade and he's still there because maybe a run on wide receivers went earlier in the draft and, and there's some good players sitting out there and they're like, we can't pass on this. And then maybe in the third round, you know, you take a guy like that. But uh, the tight ends are just, they're not as loaded. And I think that's why they wouldn't sign Blake Bell to kind of cover them so that if they're not, you know, a good tight end doesn't fall to them, like Cole Komet from Notre Dame, uh, then maybe they can sit there and wait till later rounds for a project or they're not forced to kind of take one. But yeah, it would be wide receiver. Okay, so there you have it. The breakdown of everything that we've gathered the last couple of weeks here at the Believe in the Cowboys podcast. From the experts, the people who cover the Cowboys on a daily basis, and of course, the legendary Gil Brandt, on what the Cowboys could be thinking Thursday night. So here's what's coming up this week. I will have a draft episode on Thursday, and then I'll also have an episode on Friday that will recap the first round, and then we'll have one again on Monday recapping the full draft. And then sometime next week, I've got a lot of interviews with some classic Cowboys legends, Randy White, Leroy Jordan, Cliff Harris, Charlie Waters, all, and we'll, we'll kind of cut some of those together, and you can hear some of that as well. I'll drop that for you here in the coming weeks. But that's all coming up uh, here on the Believe in the Cowboys podcast. So I wanted to give you uh, kind of a quick draft preview, and then we'll do a draft show on Thursday morning that will be ready to go for you so you can prime that for the draft as we uh, inch ever so close to the draft on Thursday night. This is the Believe in the Cowboys podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody uh, who Contributed today, John Machotti of The Athletic, Mickey Spagnola, DallasCowboys.com, Eric Galco, Optimum Scouting, and of course, the legendary Gil Brand of NFL.com, and of course, the man who built America's team. Also, thanks to my uh, co-hosts on Sikkim 365 Radio, uh, David Smoke and Craig Smoke, because they were part of those interviews that we did as well. And of course, if you like this podcast or if you don't like it, if you just want to help a guy out, like and subscribe on iTunes and please check out all the Believe podcasts all across the Believe podcast network. I'm Paul Catalina. This is Believe in the Cowboys. I will talk to you again on Thursday with a draft preview. Thanks for listening. Whatever you do to the Believe in the Cowboys podcast. Talk to you Thursday. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.